0: Mercy triumphs over judgment. In this day and age, when cruelty is on the rise and hideous acts are perpetrated daily, it's difficult to find examples of mercy. Just in case you've forgotten what the word mercy means, as it seems like such a rare occurrence, mercy is defined as compassionate treatment toward another, having a capacity to forgive or show kindness, especially towards someone under your power or authority. It also refers to forgiving one another, perhaps even refraining from punishment when it's deserved. It's well recognized that World War II was a period of history when little mercy was shown. It's estimated that 70 to 85 million people died, either as a direct result of the conflict or from war-related disease or famine civilian deaths alone accounted for 50 to 55 million people (laughs) wow yet even during this time there exists remarkable stories of mercy that illustrate people can still act with compassion for instance german engineer karl placky headed the nazis army vehicle repair unit in lithuania's capital city Understanding the Nazi policy of Jewish imprisonment and extermination, Plachy risked his life to secretly hire as many Jewish men as his mechanics, regardless of their lack of skill in vehicle repair. Taking his mercy one step further, he even asked the SS if he could have his new mechanics bring their wives and children into the camp as a way of boosting work production. In 1944, when Plaque realized the Germans were facing defeat by the Soviets and in their retreat would likely slaughter the civilian workers, He told his Jewish workforce, you will be escorted during this evacuation by the SS, which as you know, is an organization devoted to the protection of refugees. Thus, there's nothing to worry about. The men realized this was code for escape quickly before you're killed and fled in the night before the SS arrived. For his acts of compassion, Placki was called one of the righteous among the nations in 2004. Another story is told of an Iranian diplomat who used his position to arrange passports for French Jews with Iranian ancestry. He later extended his compassion to non-Iranian Jews and overall forged hundreds of passports to help them escape persecution and certain death. When the war ended, Qajar was charged with distributing fake passports, but eventually pardoned by the Shah of Iran. To explain his acts of mercy, Qajar stated he had an obligation to help his citizens and his humanity demanded he help all Jews. I found other similar acts of courageous mercy from the Japanese bomber pilot who flew around a parachuting American pilot so he could safely make it to land, or a German fighter pilot who guided a damaged American aircraft to safety so it couldn't come under further attack. And this is not to say that acts of mercy do not still happen. Perhaps they aren't even as amazing as these, but simple acts of daily compassion yet occur. Mercy is obviously important to our Heavenly Father. As Paul writes to the Ephesians, but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace that you've been saved. And in foretelling of the arrival of the Messiah, Zachariah prophesied because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide us to the path of peace. Repeatedly, people cried out to Jesus for mercy for themselves or their loved ones, and he graciously bestowed it upon them in healing the two blind men, in healing the gentile woman's tormented daughter, in healing the demon-possessed young boy, and so many others. In the same way, he showed mercy. Jesus advises us to show mercy also. We see this in the parable of the Good Samaritan, a story we know so well describing a Jewish man traveling to Jericho who was brutally attacked by bandits. Stripped, beaten, and left for dead, he lay on the side of the road helplessly watching as first a priest and then a Levite hastily skirted around him, not wanting to defile themselves with his blood. The injured man moaned in despair as he saw a Samaritan draw near, as he fully expected this man from a hated race to also walk on or perhaps mock or even spit or kick at him for good measure. To his amazement, the Samaritan hurried to him and laid a warm, compassionate hand upon him, asking him how he could help. The Samaritan hastened to place the man on his donkey and carry him to an inn where he generously paid for all of his medical care. In telling the story to his spellbound listeners, he asked this question. Which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? Perhaps not wanting to identify the Samaritan by name, the religious leader replied, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus readily agreed, further driving his point home, said, Now go and do the same. Mercy Jesus teaches this time and again. In Matthew 5, 7, in the midst of the Sermon on the Mount, known as the Beatitudes, Jesus explains that God blesses those whose hearts are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. He goes on to teach how they can do this. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will truly be acting as children of the Most High, for he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. Jesus taught this clearly in his prodigal son parable. Here was a young man who didn't deserve mercy. Disrespecting his father, he demanded his share of inheritance and took off with these riches to spend them foolishly on every known vice. Once his money was spent, the young man found himself destitute and alone, slopping pigs for a living and forced to eat from their trough to appease his hunger. Finally, he realized his foolishness and repented of his sins, determining to return to his father and beg forgiveness. He didn't expect to be received at his father's table, but thought perhaps his kindly dad would at least let him serve in his household. To his astonishment, while still a long way off, he saw his father running toward him, and when he caught up to him, his dad threw his arms around him in a comforting, welcoming embrace. The young man no sooner begged forgiveness than his father covered his bony shoulders with a thick warm robe and his blistered feet with sandals. He even slipped a family ring back on his finger. Mercy. The older brother in the story wanted none of it. And perhaps Peter felt this way when he asked Jesus, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Perhaps his brother or one of the other disciples had irritated him one too many times, and Peter's mercy meter was on zero. Jesus must have smiled patiently as he taught the parable of the unforgiving debtor, describing a man whose master ordered that he repay the million dollars he'd borrowed. Unable to return such a large sum, the man and his family faced immediate imprisonment. In despair, the man begged for an extension. In an amazing show of compassion, the master forgave the sobbing man completely of his debt. Tragically, the man didn't learn from this incredible act of kindness and mercy, but when he spotted a fellow who owed him a mere thousand dollars, grabbed him by the collar and demanded immediate repayment. When this man uttered the same words, "'Have patience with me and I'll repay you,' The cruel man refused to lift, listen and had him thrown in jail. Upon hearing what had occurred, the king ordered the arrest of the cold-hearted man. You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? And he threw him into prison until his entire debt was paid. Jesus' moral? Jesus' moral? That's what my Heavenly Father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. James, the brother of Jesus, echoes this admonition in his letter to the churches. So whatever you say or whatever you do, remember that you will be judged by the law that sets you free. There will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others but if you have been merciful God will be merciful when he judges you Jude another half-brother of Jesus also taught on mercy you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment show mercy to still others but do so with great caution hating the sins that contaminate their lives mercy welcomes Mercy restores, mercy loves, mercy forgives, whereas judgment isolates, judgment ostracizes, judgment disdains. The older brother showed this when he refused to attend his father's celebration. The debtor showed this when he refused to have a compassion on another. The Pharisees showed this when they sneered at the guests. Redeemed tax collector Matthew invited to his home for dinner Why does your teacher eat with such scum, they asked. To them, Jesus said, learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. This brings James' instruction into stark focus. For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Vanita Wright, senior editor at Loyola Press writes, most of my sins involve failure at mercy, whether through my unhopeful opinion of someone, my silent sentences that criticize him, my words grinding away in the privacy of a moving car, my neglect to help, or my refusal to notice when help is needed. Each failure of mercy denies the community a bit of healing that might have happened, Thus, mercy has become my new sin detector, a personal barometer, Am I showing mercy makes for self-assessment that is simple, direct, and difficult to misinterpret. Thus, through the examples of our war heroes who could have been enemies but weren't, or the parables of Jesus who taught the importance of mercy, or the life of Jesus who lived and breathed mercy until his breath was gone and then restored, We are shown what we must do for mercy triumphs over judgment and, like love, covers a multitude of sins. God bless you, beloved. God bless you.